Now I wonder, are we being a little too hard on Jake Garcia? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts, available free on YouTube. Well, hopefully this is your second listen today because this is a, a bonus episode. I couldn't stay away. I couldn't stay away. So much talk about Jake Garcia the last couple of days. I just have more to say on this because... Um, I do think that some of the narratives out there and some of the conversations being had amongst Canes fans, and I'm having some of these conversations, are being too harsh on Jake Garcia. And I'll tell you why. First collegiate start is the first big one that stands out to me. I mean, if we had all judged Tyler Van Dyke based off just his first college start last year, uh, we would have written him off. Now, I will say TVD did start his career a little bit better than Garcia did when it comes to actually starting games, but the numbers are eerily familiar. So both Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia got their first collegiate starts against the same opponent, Virginia. 2021 for Van Dyke, 2022 for Garcia. And both of them completed 15 of 29 passes in those first career starts against Virginia. A little freaky, right? Uh, for Tyler, the numbers were a little bit better, but Jake got the win. Now, that win obviously mostly falls on the defense, but he did score the game-winning two-point scamper in that one. Uh, Jake, in his first collegiate start against UVA, 15 for 29, 125 yards, game-winning uh, score with his legs, no touchdowns, no interceptions, which was a big important one. Tyler Van Dyke against UVA last year in his first start, 15 for 29, 204 yards, one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown. Um, so I do think in the case of Garcia, there were things that carried over from the previous game in a negative way. Um, the amount of times he got hit against Duke, the three interceptions, they were all bad that he threw against Duke. Uh, and he was still getting hit in this game. He got sacked three times. So I think that that gets in his head. Now, I'm not giving Garcia a pass because as we've talked about already this week, really struggled to make reads. And that's a big thing. I want to correct this, at least in the way that I worded things on our episode earlier today, because when I talked about Garcia's arm, I was just using the term arm to kind of talk about, hey, passes he completes versus passes he doesn't. I'm not talking about his arm strength because he has that. Like this is a this was a very good quarterback coming out of high school. His problem is not like mechanical. It's not his arm strength. It's not his, in theory, his accuracy. But accuracy, yes. But it's what comes from his apparently not great understanding of the playbook, not good chemistry with his wide receivers, and the issues that Jake Garcia has reading defenses. I think those are the big issues. It's more of a timing thing for him than it actually is an arm strength thing. So I'm not calling his arm into question, all right? Um, and listen, I will say that one of the reasons why I think we're being a little bit too hard on Jake is we forget that a zero interceptions thrown, which I think was objective number one. I think with the way Miami's coaches game plan for him and certainly what was in his mind throughout four quarters and four overtimes was I need to do the opposite of what I did against Duke last week. And that is throw zero interceptions instead of throwing three interceptions. So 
Uh, I think he was playing extra conservative and the game was being called extra conservative for that reason. Uh, that was a big thing for me. But then another reason why uh, we shouldn't be too hard on the guy was he did get the game winning score. So that was something positive to take out of it. Here's a couple of the things that Mario Cristobal said today about, uh, about Garcia on his performance. He played with a lot of guts. He played hard. He had some good moments. He had some not-so-good moments. Yeah, you're not kidding about the not-so-good moments. Uh, Cristobal also said that, uh, quote, we missed our deep shots, and we missed them early. I think Jake will improve on that tremendously. And I hope he does, guys. I hope he does. So... And I'll, I'll say what I said earlier today. Um, you know, I think there's probably a slightly better than 50% chance that Garcia starts again against Florida State. I don't know the severity of TVD's injury and, and how close he is to coming back from it. Um, I do think that this is a case where even if Tyler uh, isn't able to practice for most of the week, you would still start him if he's available late in the week. You don't always do that. You, you prefer to have your QB1 prepared the full week to be your QB1, but I think this case would be a against Florida State. I think it's a special scenario. Um, I do like the fact that Mike Norvell, because he spoke today, the Florida State coach, they're preparing for both quarterbacks because they can't say for sure. So they're preparing for both Garcia and for Tyler Van Dyke. So that gives them an extra something to think about. I think for that reason, Mario wants to keep that rolling. So Mario's probably not going to give us a whole lot of info on TVD until like the very end of the week. Because just make Mike Norvell think about it the entire week. Is it going to be Jake? Is it going to be Tyler? We really, really don't know about that. So I do think that if Miami has any legitimate chance to upset Florida State, Tyler Van Dyke is going to have to be the quarterback. It's it's going to be very, very difficult to do that with Garcia uh, and Jakari Brown. You can throw him in there as well because he will play. I think Brown is going to play no matter who the starting quarterback is. He'll he'll do his usual uh, short yardage stuff, which has been really effective. But unless Garcia dramatically improves and does it in a rivalry game, which is not easy, unless he dramatically improves from last week, Miami's probably not winning this game or even having much of a chance to win this game if Tyler Van Dyke is not your starting quarterback. Let's talk about the great folks at Bet Online. So, yeah, the Hurricanes are big-time dogs. Open up at plus nine against Florida State this week, and Bet Online is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. The over-under for Miami, by the way, 53, Miami and Florida State. Find all the latest player developments. I'll be happy if Miami scores more than 14 points. Team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis from every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering info with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. You know, in our earlier episode today, I threw out this scenario. Uh, would you rather, as a Miami Hurricanes fan, would you rather go five and seven this year, which means you're only winning one more game? Would you rather go five and seven with a win over Florida State, or would you rather go seven and five? winning every game but Florida State. <laughs> and you guys were, most of you anyway, were eager to answer that question. Some of you didn't have the guts to answer the question properly. Let me read some of these tweets. Go Dukes said he would rather go seven and five, or sorry, he would rather go five and seven with the win over Florida State. Easy, he says, but I think it's probably more likely we go four and eight and lose all four. What a Debbie Downer, Duke. I mean, come on. Go Dukes 
don't be a Debbie Downer about this. Uh, respect my take says, give me five and seven, but we beat FSU. I think I lean to that as well. That I, I'd rather get one more win if it's against Florida State than three more wins if you lose the Florida State game. Robert Hutchinson says, five and seven with the FS Poo W. Neo says, I refuse to answer that. Neo, just play the game, bro. I make the rules here. Cafecito and Canes, our buddy John says, damn, I might prefer the first one, which is five and seven with the Florida State win. If you throw in a bowl victory, then I would choose option B. Uh, yeah, I didn't even get that far as far as winning or losing the bowl. Um, Rashawn says, I'm not answering that, but just beat Florida State. Neo says, uh, he writes to us again, FSU fans are tweeting with their chest puffed up. Kane's players best not let these five and three average Knolls beat them at home. Uh, yeah, they're already celebrating it like this is a win. Some of them. I don't know. I mean, Florida State fans are not the brightest bulbs in the box. Uh, let me see who else. Uh, Miami slash Vegas sports fan says five and seven with a win over the criminals, <laughs> the criminals. <laughs> but that means we wouldn't be bowl eligible. Well, well that's what that's what makes this a tough choice, man. That's what it, five and seven, not bowl eligible, but a win against Florida State. That's what makes the scenario so tough. Um. The Ant Rant says, nope, nope, nope. Want to know each week, just win and work, repeat. So he's refusing to answer the question. Uh, Kane's Fins 67 says, yeah, he'd rather beat FSU. So there you have it. I would say most of you would rather just get one more win if it's against FS Poo than get three more wins and bowl eligibility, but a loss to FSU. All right, guys, thanks again for joining us for the second time today. I, I think this is going to, unless Miami lands a verbal commit. By the way, I just saw, I just saw, I don't think it's going to happen today, but an on three prediction came in a short while ago. Damari Brown to the U, four-star corner. So are we going to land? This is going to continue to be a defensive backfield revolution. Will Damari Brown be the next Kane? All right, my friends, we will talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.